Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. On Monday, Donald Trump said his attorney general, Jeff Sessions, was beleaguered. Well, if Sessions was, wasn't beleaguered then, he probably is now. Reports by the Washington Post and the Associated Press say Trump is privately discussing replacing Sessions. This morning, Trump tweeted that Sessions has taken a, quote, very weak position on Hillary Clinton crimes. And Trump's new communications director, Anthony Scaramucci, said Trump probably wants Sessions to resign. That's according to conservative commentator Hugh Hewitt. It all apparently stems from Trump's displeasure that Sessions recused himself from the Russia investigation. That step put Deputy Attorney General Rod Rosenstein in charge, and he in turn appointed special counsel Robert Mueller to run the investigation. With us to unravel all this is Steve Vladek. He's a law professor at the University of Texas Law School. Steve, thanks for joining us. Um, so can, can Jeff Sessions possibly stay in this job in the face of all this criticism from the man who appointed him? I mean, I think that's, that's a good question, and I think only Jeff Sessions can answer it. You know, I think at this point what we're seeing is the attorney general basically all but daring the president to fire him, because um, it seems quite clear, at least for now, that the attorney general has no interest in resigning and in making the president's life easy for him. So Trump seems to be goading Sessions into stepping down, because the implications, if he fires him, are many, and I want you to talk about them. Is Would it be another instance to add to Mueller's list of possible obstruction of justice? Maybe, although, I mean, it's hard to see how firing an attorney general who has already recused himself from the investigation you are purportedly trying to obstruct could itself be obstruction. I think the larger problem, and this is a matter of some legal debate, um, is it's possible, depending upon how folks read a very technical statute called the Vacancies Reform Act of 1998, that how Trump can replace Attorney General Sessions, at least on an acting basis, may depend upon whether Sessions resigns or is fired. There's no question if Sessions resigns that the president would have pretty broad choices when it comes to naming someone an acting attorney general pending the confirmation of a successor. Guys, it's not as clear if the attorney general is fired that the president would have the same number of choices. So let, let's dive into that a little bit more. So uh, let's take the, uh, the the first possibility that you raised. If if Sessions resigns, you said he's got the president would have pretty broad authority there. Um, spell that out a little bit for us, and in particular. Um, you know, right now the deputy is Rod Rosenstein, who is already the, the one who has the power to fire Robert Mueller. Why would Rob, Rod Rosenstein not just step into the, the acting role? Sure. I mean, so if the president does nothing, then Rod Rosenstein would, because under the terms of the Department of Justice's own succession statute and under the terms of President Trump's own executive order on DOJ succession, barring some other 
mechanism, the Deputy Attorney General, Rod Rosenstein, would become the acting Attorney General upon the resignation or termination of Jeff Sessions. The problem is this creepy, you know, old statute, it's not that old, the Vacancies Reform Act, which allows the president to go around the ordinary line of succession at DOJ and allows him to pick, at least on an acting basis, any individual in the executive branch who holds a what's called PAS position, presidentially appointed and Senate confirmed position, you know, that's a pretty large number of people. It includes someone like Ben Carson or Betsy DeVos or folks like that, or someone who doesn't hold that kind of job but has a sufficiently senior position within the Department of Justice. So, for example, acting Solicitor General Jeff Wall. So, you know, the question is whether the president would bypass the normal procedure, which would put Rod Rosenstein in charge, to pick someone who, at least in the president's view, is more sympathetic to him vis-a-vis the Russia investigation, might be more willing to fire special counsel Bob Mueller. If so, it's possible that this statute, the Vacancies Reform Act, gives the president a, a tool for doing just that. Steve, It seems the president has, in various ways, expressed displeasure with Rod Rosenstein. So if he does bypass him, how will that—will the next person absolutely be able to fire Mueller if Trump wants him to? Yeah, I mean, this is—you know, guys, this is where we start having to sort of differentiate between legal considerations and political ones. I mean, I think there's no question that someone who succeeds Jeff Sessions as attorney general or even acting attorney general and who is not recused from the Russia investigation would have the authority to fire Bob Mueller. Now, you know, the relevant regulation says that the firing has to be for good cause. Um, but, I mean, I don't think it's hard to imagine what kinds of arguments we would hear about why there was cause for firing special counsel Mueller. I don't think there's a legal objection to that process, guys. I think the question would be whether that would be a red line for congressional Republicans, such that it would be the political price and the political consequences of that step that would make it um, undesirable, if not undoable, from the White House's perspective. So so far, we've been talking about the, the who would serve temporarily uh, to, to succeed Jeff Sessions. I want to ask you about uh, a, a permanent replacement, and in particular, and maybe these fit together, uh, the notion of a recess appointment. Mm-hmm. Is that something that that Trump might be able to do uh, to avoid having to get Senate confirmation for whoever he might se- select to succeed Sessions? It's a great question. So, you know, the recess appointment clause, it's in Article 2. It allows the president to fill vacancies when the Senate is in recess. Um, If we got to the point where there was a valid qualifying recess, yeah, I mean, there'd be nothing to stop President Trump from naming really just about anybody um, to serve as not acting attorney general, but as attorney general through the end of the, quote, next, unquote, session of the Senate. Guys, that would get us all the way to January 3rd of 2019. So that's a pretty, you know, big potential step. It's a pretty big scenario. The real question is whether the Senate will let it happen, um, right? So it's not a recess anytime the Senate goes home. Um, for it to be a qualifying recess, the Senate would have to adjourn for 10 days or longer. There are a lot of procedural devices and tools that even the minority, the Democrats, could use to try to prevent that from happening. Um, so I think that's clearly the most desirable option from the White House's perspective. It's also one that may not actually happen because of, you know, 
know, the sort of the ability of Democrats on the Hill and perhaps even some moderate Republicans um, to not give President Trump that kind of authority. And Steve, let's talk about why he wants to, he might want to avoid a confirmation hearing, because as we heard with the upcoming to be voted on FBI director, the question was, oh, was there were many questions about whether or not he would pledge loyalty, what he mm-hmm. would do as far as Mueller. You'd expect those same questions from an AG. Oh, 100 percent. I mean, I think there's no question that the White House would love to avoid a confirmation hearing for whoever succeeds Jeff Sessions, because I think there's just no doubt at this point that the Senate Judiciary Committee and indeed the full Senate would extract concessions and promises from any nominee for that position that might be inconsistent with the preferences and desires of the president. Um, And we saw that with Chris Wray, the president's nominee to be FBI director. You know, the number of times he was asked about what kinds of promises he made to the president and what kinds of, you know, priorities he would have as FBI director. I mean, that's why, guys, the confirmation process is more than just a rubber stamp. Um, These kinds of promises tend to be politically, if not legally, enforceable. And so, you know, that's why I think the end game for the president here is to try to find someone who can serve as attorney general on either an acting or permanent basis who doesn't have to go through the Senate um, and who can be someone who the president has more trust in to do the president's bidding when it comes, I mean, let's be clear, to Russia, because on everything else, Jeff Sessions really has been the president's guy. Yeah, yeah, I want to ask you about kind of the rest of what Jeff Sessions has been doing. I mean, it, it, you know, certainly Russia is what's driving this decision. Uh, but, but, but would you agree that, I mean, Jeff Sessions has been uh, one of the most um, has had as much of an impact as any other uh, Trump cabinet uh, uh, official. What happens to the rest of, of everything Jeff Sessions has been doing on sanctuary cities, on um, uh, on, on criminal sentencing? Uh, does that all continue apace even if uh, Sessions steps down? I don't know. I mean, I think that depends to some degree on whether there are folks, you know, lower in the hierarchy at DOJ who are just as committed to the same agenda. And and this, to me, is what is so bizarrely fascinating about this story. I mean, in every respect except Russia, Jeff Sessions is basically the leading man for President Trump's domestic law enforcement agenda um, and is doing not just the president's bidding, but in some ways, I think, an even more aggressive version of the president's preferences. Steve, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's sort of amazing still to me that Scaramucci today said the president wants his cabinet secretaries to have his back, that it's still not coming across that these he's the top law enforcement official of the country he's not he's not his uh his uh to have his back greg i'm sorry we're running out of time no, I mean, just really quickly, I mean, I think, I think, June, I think that's exactly right. And I think the, the attorney general is not like any other cabinet officer. Yes, he or she serves at the pleasure of the president, but he or she also has an independent obligation to the Constitution and the rule of law. And what's so remarkable about this moment we're in is, of all the people, it really appears that it's Jeff Sessions who is the guy standing between President Trump and those principles. And I think that's why this is such an important story and why it's so important to see how it plays out. All right, we're going to have to leave it there. Thanks, as always, to Stephen Vladek, professor at the University of Texas Law School, talking about the future of Jeff Sessions. 
Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.